eight years old. Your, your oldest son, you've got six kids, your oldest son breaks his neck. He's in the hospital paralyzed. That's my friend Colette Hall on a Facebook Live. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 113 of Exactly Enough Time. This podcast is about being present. It is also about playful creativity and other things like curiosity and connection. I am Stacy Julian, a life enthusiast and a storyteller. I love to interview interesting people with expertise and solutions. Together, we talk about what they do and why they do it. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. Hey, hi. (laughs) Thank you for listening today. I am particularly happy for you today that you chose to listen because on the show with me is my dear friend Colette Hall. And Colette is recently hosting virtual book clubs on both Instagram and Facebook. I played you that little snippet in the beginning. And the reason I want you, if you don't already know her, the reason I want you to become acquainted with Colette is because of the remarkable story she has lived and continues to live. And I am so thrilled that she has now put much of this story into a brand new book called Messy Victories. We're going to talk about that and so many other things. And I just want to cut right to our conversation. So here you go. Okay, this is my friend Colette Hall, and I'm so tickled to finally have her on my podcast. You guys, I have known Colette for what seems to me like forever, and that doesn't age her at all, okay? That just means that we have known each other in like two former lives. (laughs) So Colette, the first time I remember meeting you, I was at a trade show, um, help me out, craft and hobby association so maybe yes and you had created a new product I I want you to tell me the name but you had done this thing where um, and I was editor of simple scrapbooks magazine so I had the charge to make scrapbooking look simple and you had created a product that looked like it was layered that is exactly right. right? Yes. What was it called? What was it called? Um, we just had some different papers and stickers and things like that where back then yeah. we layered all of our stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Like well, or we didn't want to. Like, yeah. Like you put one paper on another paper and you tear another one and you stick that on top and whatever. And so I created papers that looked like they were backgrounds. Yeah. For the scrapbooking that looked like they were already layered. So it made me look like I had gone to all that effort, but I hadn't. And spent all the product, you know, spent the money on all the product and you didn't have to do either of those things. Yep. Okay. Then, then my second association with Colette, I just love so much. And, um, so for years I had a website called big picture 
scrapbooking and then classes. And um, my goal always was to find teachers that could teach from a, what I called a big picture perspective. Um, So someone that taught something, but always with this greater context in mind, right? So this, there was almost layers of learning. And Colette, my sweet Colette, you rocked big picture classes. (laughs) You were a sought after teacher for a long time. Do you, do you by chance remember a class you taught? Like, tell me just something you remember from that era of our past relationship and maybe something you learned from that community of women. Sure. So, uh, my, my first career was not a scrapbooker. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> when you met me, but my first career was, uh, I have a master's degree in education. Okay. So I was a school teacher mm. and then I, I owned a scrapbook company and that's where you met me. And so big picture classes was like joining my two loves and lives together mm-hmm. into this amazing, amazing, like, oh, I get to do both of the things that I love and that I'm good at and, and whatever. And so I just really appreciated that because I loved writing curriculum as a teacher and that's what big picture mm-hmm. classes was. It's right. writing curriculum, but in a way that you're doing it for crafters. Mm-hmm. And, and so I just, I loved that whole uh, premise and it, it just felt like, yes, did Stacy just create like me with big picture <laughs> classes because it, it just felt like so much me. And, and there was a class, um, I actually was just looking at this the other day because I was cleaning out my um, computer files and I have a folder that says big picture uh, classes, big, big picture scrapbooking. Yeah. And I just left it right there, even though I know it doesn't really exist anymore, <laughs> right? And we're not really doing it and it's been years. Oh. I just left it right there in my in my file, you know. It's a happy little thing. pocket of memory. <laughs> just right there so I could remember. But um, yeah. one of my favorite classes was giving well. Mm. Because mm-hmm. we had different ideas that you could give as gifts mm-hmm. at Christmas time, but they were very purposeful. And so I like giving, giving purposefully. Yes. And, and so that was probably one of my, class, one of my favorites. Okay. So, and I'm realizing it's such a good memory. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm re- I'm realizing that I wanted to have you introduce yourself first and I was going to introduce you really succinctly, but you know, I got lost because it's so fun talking to you and going, it wait, is. Talking about this. And it is. Anyway, so before we go any further, Colette, for those listeners who do not know you, just give us an introduction. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. So I, yes, I'm Colette Hall and I am a life coach. And we'll <gasps> come back to that again. This is my oh, third career. This is my third career. And this is what I love about, about life is that we get to do so many awesome things, but I'm also a graphic designer. And so I've, I've worked a lot in the craft industry doing, um, artwork and things like that for other companies as well as my own. Um, I am a writer. I am a mother. Mm-hmm. And I'm a widow. Yes. I have one son who is 12 years old. I was married to my husband, Jason, for 27 years. He was a quadriplegic in a wheelchair. He broke his neck when he was 15. So the whole time that we were married, he was in a wheelchair and had lots of different challenges throughout our our life together, physical health challenges. And he passed away two years ago unexpectedly. 
Okay, so that is a new big chapter. Yeah. And and I think the reason that I really um, so many reasons I adore you, right? But the reason that I wanted to have you on the show right now was to really with you explore this because of the way that that you do embrace life and because of what I've seen you do and I want to hear so much more about it, but because of what I've seen you create out of what is honestly tragic, right? It's, mm-hmm. It wasn't an expected thing. It wasn't what you hoped for. So, right. you know, I just, I want to learn so much more for you. Um, so, and, and this is what I remember. You have always, you talked about this. You've always been um, a teacher and you've always, from my perspective, been so willing to share what you're learning, even as you're learning it. So I remember in these early days, days, you guys, following Jason's death, Colette would hop on Facebook and just share thoughts and emotions. You were so transparent. You were vulnerable. I mean, you were Brene Brown before Brene Brown wrote about it, right? I mean, you are just such, to me, such an example of opening yourself up. I know that's not easy to do, but I first want you to just speak to that a little bit. How do you do that? Why do you do that? Why is that an important thing to do? Yeah. And I'm not sure if I knew why right then, mm-hmm. but, but I have come to learn why it's okay. important and, and why it's necessary. And, and so I'll just say, I've gone to a hypnotherapist for years. Okay. Off and on for yeah. lots of different things. Like I kind of like, Ooh, I need help with this one thing. And then he kind of helps me. And then we, we go to, I, I don't go into him for a while and then I come back and he always is, is helping me like process my emotions and allow them and then try to help me change like the, the actual pathways in my brain, Mm -hmm. you know, of what kind of thoughts I'm thinking, what kinds of, of um, decisions I'm making and stuff like that. So it's, it's interesting because when Jason passed away, I decided to write, I wasn't really on social media very much, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. And I was not on Facebook at all, but Jason had a lot of people on Facebook. And so I felt like that was a good way to get kind of the word out that mm-hmm. he had passed away, right? And it all happened um, within eight hours. So Coleman went, our son went to bed that night. A couple hours later, Jason said, man, I just am not breathing very well. And we called an ambulance and eight hours later, he had passed away. Oh. And so it was extremely unexpected, even though he didn't have like great health and stuff like that. It was still extremely unexpected. Right. And so I wrote this first Facebook and Instagram post to announce the that he had died. Right. Yeah. And I wrote it as a story. Because mm. it was a story. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Those eight hours were a story. And that moment at 6.30 in the morning was a story. Mm-hmm. And I told the story because I knew that people would be like, what? We weren't yeah. expecting this. You know, like, it wasn't coming. Does that make sense? Like, sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes death is. And so, and so I told the story. Mm-hmm. And I realized that telling that story did something in my brain and in my body as I grieved. And it reminded me of my hypnotherapist. <laughs> and so 
that's why I even brought him up to begin with, because it's almost like my therapist is going to help me allow emotions. You know, he helped me do it. And what I realized is by telling the story, I was doing it myself. Oh, interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. So I was applying some of those principles myself, and I decided that actually, as terrible as it feels to write a story like that, mm -hmm. it actually was helpful. Mm -hmm. Like, I recognize well, that pretty easy. And as I listen to you talk about it, it makes me think that <clears throat> obviously there's different viewpoint viewpoints that you can take as a writer, but... There's something about crafting a story or even like you say, just even looking at a current experience as a story that removes you kind of the author from the story. It, it takes away that myopic tendency to be like, ah, right? Yeah. It kind of gives you this, let me back up and, and tell this like it's a story, even not knowing then, right, what's going to happen the next day. But as yeah. it unfolds, that's, I'm just listening to you going, that's so fascinating. It's, you know, it is really fascinating. And I went back and, and found out that there is an actual, this is called a thing. Oh. You're going to really like this, Stacy. I am going to like this. Yeah. It's called narrative therapy. P. Ah. Cool. And what happens, so imagine, like, you have a story and imagine telling it to your granddaughter. Mm-hmm. So something terrible happens or whatever you've learned or, or whatever, you're telling it to your granddaughter. Like, how would you tell it mm. to your granddaughter? Right. You might say all the things, but you probably would be like, yeah, and I learned this from it. Right. Or, yeah, and this is what I did to try to overcome it. Or, you know, yeah, this is how it feels. And, and sometimes you might feel that way, right? Like right. you would just kind of tell it in a little bit of a different way than maybe you're telling it to yourself in your own brain. Mm -hmm. And so as you tell your story, it comes back into your brain mm -hmm. when you hold that way. So you literally can kind of shape the story you're telling yourself. That is Okay. All right. That is the perfect, that is so amazing to me. And I love yeah. it. I love everything about it. And it totally transitions me to where I want to go next because I, for the last couple of years, have been a huge fan of Jodi Moore. She is yes. my life coach. I am in her life coaching program. Me too. And you have become now a life coach. So tell yeah. me more about that. It's been life-changing for me as I've learned to question and be curious about and try to shape my own thoughts. Um, tell me, did you go to the same school? Tell me that whole process, the decision okay. and kind of just all about Colette, the life coach. Yeah, right. So, awesome. so, yeah. so this was almost two years ago, Jason passes away and I start going through this process of allowing my emotions, practicing what that looks like, things like that. Like I got really, really mad one day because I had to do something tech <laughs> yeah. Jason was in charge of all that stuff and he wasn't there and I was yeah. so mad yeah that he wasn't there to do the thing that I needed him to do right and I was like yeah I'm mad mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna be mad for a minute and so that and sadness and then even a sense of relief I didn't have to be a caregiver anymore he didn't have to be in a wheelchair anymore like right. there was relief going on with all this. And so just kind of allowing all those emotions without judgment and just like feeling them and whatever. 
six months later, somebody, I had two friends that told me, I think you would like Jodi Moore's um, podcast because she sounds like you. Like, <laughs> That's okay. awesome, right? Yeah. And so I started tuning in and what I found was the stuff that she was teaching it's like it put all these things that I felt were true into a structure. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, 100%. oh, instead of just this ambiguous, yeah, I think I should do it this way, allow my emotions or, you know, do the things. Mm-hmm. She gave me like steps. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of binged on the podcast and started tuning in and joined people just like, just like you are in. Mm -hmm. And she kept talking about the life coach school and how she got trained. And I was like, I want to learn how to master this for myself. Right. I want to learn how to master it for myself. So at that point I had no aspirations to become a life coach. I didn't want to build a business. I didn't want to do all the things. And um, (laughs) as I got into the program six months ago, um, they, they invite us to do like peer coaching and then free coaching session oh. to practice. Okay. So I, I was like up all up in my head about how I couldn't do it and you know, all the things. And I just decided, well, I'm not gonna be able to do it if I don't practice. Right. So I set myself a goal to do a hundred free sessions <gasps> by the and end did of, it. by the end of March. So last month, oh. by the end of last month. And I did it. I did. I did a free sessions. And halfway through that, I was like, hmm, I should charge money for this. I no. should charge money. <laughs> it really was like, dang, this is, good stuff. this is amazing. Everybody should know it and have it. This is awesome. I'm going to be a coach. So that's, that's uh, kind of how the whole thing happened. And, and, you know, I've also started creating online courses which is totally, again, what I love, right, as as an educator. And so I just feel like being able to teach people how to help themselves feel better Mm -hmm. is an amazing Mm. skill and ability. And I just want to give it to everybody, right? Well, And and it leverages so much your your natural gifts that you have, of course, you have, of course, built on these natural gifts, but it does. It leverages... All of these, it's bringing all of those disparate parts of you together. It is, I think. It is totally. So yeah, I'm on my third, my third career and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. It's the, it's the Venn diagram. All of a sudden I just had this image, right? Of a Venn diagram. We've got Colette, the teacher, Colette, uh-huh. the designer, Colette, the, you know. Yeah, it's all coming <laughs> into and it comes together and in the middle. The word yep. is life coach. Yes, so exactly. Cool. It's so true. Okay, so I don't want to run out of time for this next part because I'm so freaking proud of you. Um, and, and this is perhaps the most influential thing um, today for my listeners because you have done something that people, so many people talk about doing, dream <laughs> doing. Um, it's your most recent accomplishment. You have written a book. Hello. <laughs> so incredible. So I just, I want to hear more about the book. I want to hear about the genesis of the book and then how you decided to finish the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it is called Messy Victories. So of course I want to hear about that title. Um, yeah, uh, all of it. Like, yeah, I'll just ask you follow-up questions, but dive into the book, author okay. Colette. Yes. So Jason was a motivational speaker. 
Mm-hmm. And he spoke to companies and corporations and had a dream of writing a book for all, ever since I knew him. And finally, I, I was like, just hire a stinking editor and write the stupid book. <laughs> you know what I mean? After 25 <laughs> years, we can do that, can't we? Yes, of course. As yeah. spouses. And so we were in that process and I would, I was like always in his ear, you know, yeah, that story. Yeah, that makes sense here. Yeah, that, you know, telling him all the things that, yeah. of course, I felt like he should do with the project. Well, he died oh. in the middle of it. Like literally in the middle yeah. of it, he died. And so we already had this editor and I just decided I'm going to go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to do the book, but I told her I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. I'm going to do it my way. And so what's, what happened was um, I pulled together all of Jason's stories that he used to teach with. And then I pulled mine yeah. and I put us together in one book and it goes back and forth Jason me Jason me Mm -hmm. and we we teach different things and I decided it's really interesting because as much of a teacher as I am I'm kind of a how-to girl like Mm -hmm. do it this way right Mm -hmm. and I decided really early on not to tell people what to do in the book Mm -hmm. and so I share our stories and hopefully offer room for each person to learn for themselves, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Well, and I was lucky enough to, you sent me a couple chapters and you're right. Because as I, because stories, I'm sorry, they're just so powerful. I mean, they've been around for eons, but as I read your stories and I love that they're, it's not like this chapter's Colette, this chapter's Jason. They're woven together. And as I read them and, and I, you ask questions and I just feel like, yeah, like it's, it's, it gives me, right. It's my, I can make of those stories, what I need, whatever you need for me in the moment, mm-hmm. you whatever know, you need last yeah. week, this week, moving mm-hmm. forward. So, okay. Exactly. So tell me about messy victories, the title. Yeah. So our lives, I'll be honest, there were a lot of struggles. Mm-hmm. Jason was in the hospital many, he had probably over 50 surgeries. Um, he had a really bad car accident five years into our marriage where he was in the hospital for 13 months. And then it took about 10 years to fully recover from that. Mm-hmm. And even after that, he, you know, there's just things. There's yeah. things when your body breaks down, you know, being a quadriplegic mm-hmm. and, and all, all the things. And so we had a lot of struggles, but I feel like we still were victorious. Yeah. But it wasn't perfect. Right. And it wasn't clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. my dad is so funny because um, he called me after he read the book and he said, Colette, I had no idea that you almost left Jason twice. Yeah. And I was like, I did, (laughs) you know, but then, I mean, I almost did it. Yeah. But, but then I chose not to. And I tell all of that because Mm -hmm. I don't think any of us have a life that is clean. And we think that other people do. Right. And why do we do that? We, we persist in doing that, even though we know that I, Stories are not interesting that are clean and perfect. Yeah. Frankly, we wouldn't yeah. even make it to chapter two if it was that, right? right? 
And right. yet we, ex- we tend to expect that from ourselves or our own stories. And it's yeah, it's like my life has gone do. wrong because it isn't, yeah. you know, this way. And so the, the message is, yeah, it's not clean and it's not perfect. And these were some of the thoughts I had, and these were some of the things we did that were not mm-hmm. awesome, but mm-hmm. we still overcame. And yet we are victorious. Yet yeah, we are victorious. Wow. Gosh. Okay. So what? Is there anything else you want to share about the book? Wait, before I say that, I have this memory of you talking, speaking about messy. You, you have a child, a 12-year-old son named Coleman. Mm-hmm. What I remember, and you're going to have to make sure that I, you know, correct me, mm-hmm. but you were very ill for a long time. And if I remember correctly, the timing of that was super not ideal because you had a little baby. Yeah. So Coleman, other people, yeah, after all these exactly. years of waiting... I mean, and I just, that's another memory I have of Colette and just the, the fighter that you are, you know? You came so, to visit me. Thank you for doing that when, when I was like dying, literally. Dying but, um, yeah, it took us 16 years to get Coleman in vitro, yeah. the whole deal. It's, it's, it's all in the book. So I understand if you're a listener out there and you have this story, I get you. I totally mm-hmm. get you. Um, and when he was when Coleman was 15 months, I had something called gallstone pancreatitis. And so I was in ICU for a couple of weeks and I, I really did. My organs were shutting down. I really did almost die. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of years worth of, of struggle with that. And so, yeah, like that happens. But we had three caregivers at that time, Stacey. Mm. So Jason ended up, we ended up hiring his cousin and he lived with us. My sister was practically there constantly to help me. And then Coleman was living with my brother and sister-in-law because I couldn't care for him. And Jason couldn't like change diapers with his quadriplegic hands and, you know, all the things. And so, yeah, three people in our family had three caregivers. How's that? Well, I I mean, this is why I want my listeners to read your book. And many of my listeners are going to know you already from, from our shared past, but read, you guys read Colette's book, right? Because there is, there's so much of life there. And honestly, there's so much of life that many of us don't experience. You have done really hard things Mm -hmm. and you continue to emerge, right? Better, more refined, just, and more generous. I like to think so. So, yeah. I like to think so. Otherwise, what's the point? Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a struggle for the sake of struggle. I love it. I love it. Okay. So is there any other reason that you think listeners should go get this book right now? Like when you're done yes. listening, buy the yes. book. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, here's probably what will happen when you buy our book on Amazon and you start reading it. You're okay. going to find that it's a quick read. Okay. Mm-hmm. Story after story after story. It's entertaining and in all the things. You're probably going to find yourself thinking about your own life. Yeah. And you'll start getting little nudges mm-hmm. in your brain that might sound like, hmm, I want to try that. Or that might really help me. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder what that looks like for me. And it's really going to be awesome yeah. because you're going to teach yourself how you want to apply the things that you're learning in the yeah. book. And you're going to laugh and you're going to cry mm-hmm. and you'll wonder how we did these hard things that we were given in life. And then you're going to feel like you can do the hard things too. Mm-hmm. Plus we'll be friends because yeah, that's right. You'll get a new, yeah, you'll get a new friend and then you'll yeah. be coached by her. Oh my gosh. It even gets better. Do it. Do it. I can help you change your life. I really can. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
You you are just delightful. You're a delightful human being. I I value so much just our friendship. We don't talk very often, but I am aware of you and I just continue to admire you and learn from you. And I really, really am grateful that you would come on my little podcast and just Oh, it's share. my pleasure. I mean, Stacey, you were talking about um this message that you that you offer the world about simplicity and loving the record keeping and all of that. You've been talking about that for so long in such a different way that is doable and accessible and helps people feel like, yeah, I can, I can accomplish this. And so I just want you to know that that's awesome. I I love what you do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Coach Colette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel totally validated. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So um, I am going to, um, no, before I ask you my questions that I ask at the end of every podcast, I want to give you one more chance. So someone listening is like, I've never heard of Colette Hall. Oh my goodness, I want to get this book. How how can they stay connected to you? Let Tell my listeners where you are on social media. You have a brand new, beautiful website. Like, let's just do mm-hmm. that quick rundown. Okay. Okay, so I'm Colette with a K. Okay. K O L E T T E. You, you'll find me if you just start with a K. And ColetteHall.com, you can scroll down and, and subscribe to my newsletter and you get all the things there. That's a really easy way to do it. Buy the book for sure. It's on mm-hmm. Amazon. It's called Messy Victories. And I'm the purpose creating and decision making coach for women. So maybe your kids are getting older and you're wondering what comes next for you. I can totally help you figure that out and go for it with confidence Mm. and purpose and joy. So ColetteHall.com, I have a, you can sign up for a consult to see if we're a good fit. My clients are feeling totally propelled forward because I help them let go of what's holding them back. I love it. Yeah, you can do that. Or you can find me on social, Instagram, um, ColetteHall is my handle there at Facebook, Colette Hall. Yeah. And I will put links to all of that in the show notes, of course. Okay, friend, <clears throat> I have a couple questions for you. Um, so the first one is called People, Places, Things. And that's where you get to just tell me about a person, a place, or a thing. Maybe something we haven't talked about or more of what we've talked about. Uh, something that has your attention, your focus right now. Okay. I'm going to tell you about Coleman. Oh. My, 12, my 12 year old. All right. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why he is in tumbling class. Ooh. Okay. Okay. He's 12 years old. He just barely started three months ago and he's always wanted to learn how to do a backflip. And so he can do one on the tramp. He can do one off the tramp. He can do it off the diving board and things like that. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be able to help him accomplish this goal like this. This is not in my wheelhouse, right? Right. And so I just signed him up for tumbling. And the thing I really like about this is we have no agenda other than, hey, I bet they can teach you how to do a (laughs) backflip. I love it. So I just love like that my mind is, with all the, the things I'm learning, my mind is going to the place of, yeah it's fine. There doesn't have to be an agenda. Like right. it doesn't have to be this huge expectation. Let's just yeah. go. Let's, let's just go, go learn how to do a backflip. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. like that right now. Oh gosh. See, that's, that's just insightful right there. That's awesome. Yeah. He and, have a goal well, to become an Olympic, gym, Olympic gymnast. He could just no, say, learn I just how to, to learn how to do a backflip. <laughs> uh, okay. That's super cute. Uh, bless Coleman's heart. 
Yeah, he's yeah that's awesome. Okay, now now on social, you need to post a picture of Coleman. Maybe you already have doing the backflip. I that's think awesome. I will at some point because <laughs> no, that's where all my stories go is right there on social media. So uh, if you want to hear my stories, you'll get it on social media, right? No, they're fun. I love it. Yeah. yeah. No, you definitely should be following Colette. Okay. And then the last question is I want you to fill in the blank. I, Colette, have exactly enough time for. Doing exactly what I want to do. It's mm. 100% my choice. Okay. Tell me more. <laughs> you know, I've learned that this is my barometer now. Mm. Do I want to do it? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. And if I have any thoughts of, oh, I need to, I should, mm. I'm like, oh, nope, nope, we're not doing that. We're doing it because I want to. We're doing it because I want to. I'm doing it because I want to. That's and very, very that powerful. has been the most freeing, phenomenal. I wish I had understood that 30 years ago, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, because it provides so much clarity for me. Mm-hmm. And then I just really love my life. Yeah. Yeah. And so that comes into all my coaching. Like, that's exactly what I help women right. decide. Out. What do you yeah. want? Okay, oh, we'll do that. So cool. Okay, Colette, this was as fun as I knew it would be. (laughs) You're amazing. I just love you, Stacey. I I just love you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being the kind of human that just, like you say, that just keeps moving forward. Because those of us that are watching love to watch you. So I cannot wait to see where you go from here. Go get the book, you guys. You're going to love it. Thanks, Colette. Thank you. Bye-bye. So much good right there. So many potential takeaways. I know many of you are memory keepers, scrapbookers, storytellers. I know that many of you like Colette have also done or are currently enduring very difficult things. And so for me, um, and for you, I'd love you to take away this idea of telling stories as, as therapy, narrative therapy and think about how you would tell your right now story or a story from your past that is maybe even still very painful and difficult to process. How would you tell that story to a grandchild? What would you want them to know about what you learned? There's just so much power in telling our stories and recognizing each of them as messy victories. None of us are supposed to know how to do this. (laughs) And I love Colette's example of continuing to do it, continuing to pick herself up and to move forward. I truly hope that you will invest in a copy of her book and that you will follow her I, of course, like I said, have put all of the links in the show notes. Um, And I just, I know that you will feel lifted and inspired the more time you spend with Colette. Before you go, I'm going to play a speak pipe message from Gina. Hi, Stacy. My name is Gina Embray, and I've been a second grade teacher for 32 years And the last 10 have been the most rewarding because 
we've started to teach children about how their brain works. And research shows that mistakes are actually good for the brain. It helps the brain grow. It's become a common conversation in the classroom for me to say, I'm so glad you made that mistake so you or we can learn from it. And the kids love it when I make mistakes. And you're right about just admit the mistake and move on. I kind of love it too when I make a mistake because it proves that we're all human. Several children's books have been written about the power of mistakes. And one that I just read to my class the other day is titled Beautiful Oops by Barney Salzberg. It's an interactive book showing how mistakes can be turned into something wonderful. I've often thought I should comment on your podcasts, so today I just had to make it happen. Gina, I'm so glad you did. Thank you for sending me that message. You guys, I absolutely love to hear from you. I love to hear what in a particular episode resonates with you and what you can validate from your own experience. I love that both Colette and Gina are teachers and that they both understand the importance of practicing imperfection like I talked about in episode 108. Gina, of course, is going to receive from the story by Stacy Line that I have designed with Close to My Heart. She will be receiving a story starter kit that's going to help her tell one of her stories using lots of personal sensory memories and details. There is power in your story and I would love to help you tell it. Okay, you've got some homework. Go get to know Colette Hall. Get her book. Just promise me you'll come back next week. I will be here with another episode of Exactly Enough Time. 